for I'm a Fan Comic Book TV Talk, Episode 10. This is Marco Lopez, and to left me, as you know, is Randall Armstrong. The one and only. All right, Randall, kick us off. Let's get started on this. All right, we're going to do a quick recap. Um, we talked about Justice League Action, which is a new Justice League animated series with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill coming back doing voices. It will be on Cartoon Network. They haven't stated when. Excited. Very excited for it. We also talked about... Um, Delroy Lindo casting as uh, casted as Marvel's Dominique Fortune for the Marvel's Most Wanted uh, spinoff. Uh, just for the pilot, hasn't been confirmed that the series has been picked up, but still, if it does get picked up and he becomes a regular, that's awesome. Delroy equally Lindo's excited, awesome. very cool. Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Fish Mooney, to return on the Gotham uh, season two. If she's a replicant, even more excited. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And um, oh, and we also got to see the the. The trailer for Winona Earp. Very excited. On Sci-Fi, April 1st. Very excited for the show. Glad to see that it's getting adapted. It's funny, if they come April 1st, Sci-Fi's like, we fooled you! It's actually premiering tomorrow! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, April 1st. I keep forgetting the April 1st, the Fool's Day jokes. Uh, Lucifer premiered. We did a little review on that. I said meh. Randall said yeah. Go check it out. Um, I still haven't caught up on Agent Carter. I said Mark boo! I mean, Boo, you loved it. No, no, I said Boo is in Boo for you having caught up. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, you saying Boo to Agent Carter after no, the last I, show you were I like, love Agent I Carter. Agent yeah. Carter's great. Right, right. So if you want to hear more of the details of what we said on that, check out the one-hour show. And here is the exclusive of, uh, updated news here that we will talk just for this episode. We've got uh, Iron Fist has been cast according to Luke Cage. Uh, actor Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, he's teasing us. He's like, I know who it is. He basically made a joke about something like, oh, if they'll ever let him out of the basement. Yeah. You know, we'll find out soon. I wonder um, if that's a Doctor Strange joke. <laughs> right. Me and uh, Randall talked about it because I have a little bit of an inside tip. Uh, we're not going to reveal or even a nod towards who it might be. You can't say. But uh, if it's who we think it is and who we've been advised it is, pretty exciting for those. Uh, who enjoyed this actor. Yes. There's that um, exciting news. Stephen Amell to appear. Uh, he's already appeared on the DC Legends of Tomorrow, the, yep. the pilot episode, but apparently he will be making it more appearances. One specifically, a future version of Oliver Queen. 2046. And uh, they say that he's supposed to be very much like the, the, the Dark Knight version Arrow. of uh, one arm yeah. beard oh it's gonna be awesome to see him with a beard older so that means you know there's gonna be some makeup effects on him yeah he's gonna be in his early 60s you know and they're gonna introduce I believe they said Connor Hawk in that episode I'm not 100% I think they might have just meant right. that season but I could swear they said Connor Hawk in that episode yeah. so which led us to believe that maybe Connor Hawk is the son of the future son you know like he has him later on in life like 10 years from now so maybe he's the son of uh Green Arrow, because a lot of people thought he might not be the son. Right, right. Yeah, maybe they're still keeping that. I mean, if you're a Green Arrow fan, you know who Connor Hawk is, and uh, he 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 was a good substitute. He was a good replacement for Ollie for a little while. Uh-huh. My first exposure to Connor Hawk was Grant Morrison's JLA. Um, they brought him to the the um, tower, JLA Watchtower. Yeah, Watchtower. And uh, all the all the Justice League got uh, captured by the Key or Keymaster. I forget the guy's name. And so it was kind of up to him, like. He didn't have any power. He just had his skills, but it was up to him to kind of defeat this supervillain who had found, you know, who had basically captured the Justice League. 
they, they were all in deep sleep, and so it was up to him. And it was a fun, like, little one-shot issue. And, like, the Justice League, of course, they were impressed. And, like, you know, like, that's great, you know? You, you, you're, like, your dad, you know? So you did good. The one but thing at, I- at the same time, though, he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm glad I was here to help, but I don't feel like I can be a part of this. Yeah. The one, the one thing I love about Connor Hawk was when they did the... One, I love Connor Hawk's run. It was awesome when he took over his Green Arrow. Uh, the one thing I loved about his run, though, was when he teamed up with uh, Kyle Rayner. They, they would do the whole yeah. Green Lantern, Green Arrow yeah. on the title. Classic, like, 70s yeah. uh, crossover. It was fantastic. That was an and era... went on a road trip or whatever. Yeah. That was an era where you felt like maybe DC was moving forward. You had, you know, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, Connor uh, Hawk, Green Arrow... You had, uh, you know, Superman went through his thing, and you had Superboy and all this stuff. It felt like the DC was pushing toward into a new frontier, yeah. new this Evan era, a new generation, new generation heroes. And then years later, they went back to the Silver Age, like it had never ended. <laughs> I spit on that idea, Jeff Johns. <laughs> well, you know, you can't help it, man. You know, the, people love the originals. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, Kyle Rayner was my first real introduction to Green Lantern, but I already knew who Hal Jordan was let's from be, the cartoons. Let's be honest. That whole uh, rebirth of the Flash, rebirth of Green Lantern, is just a fanboy getting his wish and using it to make everyone else sad. <laughs> like someone kicked over your sandbox and said, I don't like what you did. Well, even when Kevin Smith brought back uh, Oliver Queen, I enjoyed that. Quiver. Oh, it was really good. That I'll give him that. Like, yeah. you know, as much as like I hated that they started reversing everything they did that had lasted for a decade or more. Right. You know, these changes... I, I will say it's pretty sweet when he came back and then uh, yeah. what's his name took over after that? Uh, Brad Meltzer. Yes, yes. That was really good. Very good. Um, so there's this cool show I haven't watched yet called The 100. A uh, mutual friend of ours, Stunt, Mr. Stuntman, Jay Green. Oh, yeah. Jay loves that show. Loves Every single moment. He's yeah. like, it's okay. So he's got to be really excited because actor Ricky Whittle uh, who's on the show of 100, or was on the show, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I saw what I did there. <laughs> uh, I, I did that by accident. Uh, Ricky Whittle is to play Shadow Moon in Stars' American Gods. Yes, based on the fantastic book by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an awesome series uh, produced by, um, oh my god, I forgot who his name is, but he's the man that produced the Hannibal show. Uh, he created some great shows mm-hmm. on TV and Brian Fuller, yes, fantastic writer. Brian Fuller, yeah. Showrunner. Yeah. Oh, he was on, what, Pushing Daisies? Yeah, Pushing Daisies, he created. He even worked on Heroes. Yeah, he wrote the best episodes of Heroes. He wrote uh, some of the best episodes that had HRG. As, yeah. Uh, he was always the best writer of that character. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that show's going to be amazing. And good for that guy, man. That's a huge, woo, that show's going to be big. And yeah, it's, it's going to be, and hopefully, huge for Stars as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Stars been putting out some pretty decent shows. Um... They need, like, a, a Game of Thrones big hit. Oh, I mean, and I think American Gods is going to be their big hit. So, yeah, very excited for that. Um, one thing I think... I can't remember if we mentioned in the in the one-hour show or not. Uh, the One Million Moms has uh, has uh, called for a boycott. Oh, no. We didn't. The stupid One Million Moms, which they don't even have one million members. It's the, the right. Way, That's what they, they, just what they call themselves. It's the biggest lie... Um, that they keep re- repeating, you know, we're one million moms strong. And it's probably, like, what, a couple thousand people? Yeah, that's what, when they found out, they did some look into it. It's not even really that many. It's kind of genius, though, when they say the one million moms group. Yeah. Because it makes you think there's one million, but there's not. Either way, they're protesting Lucifer. They're protesting Olive Garden. Yeah. And they're like, pull your 
you know, well, all the of Garden, support of Lucifer. Right. Olive Garden is a sponsor for the show. Yeah. And so what they've been doing is, according to what I read, that um, the the One Million Moms is urging people that are like, you know, call Olive Garden and complain. Or go to their Facebook page. Yeah. However, in retaliation, comic book fans mm-hmm. and non-comic book fans alike have been going on Olive Garden's page and saying, like, don't listen to these women. We love you. You know what? I'm going today to eat at your food right now. Nice. I'm going to go join. Me and my friends are going to go eat there today. You know what? Tomorrow I'm going to go eat. Yeah. You know, just for you guys supporting this great show. Right, right. You know? I mean, it's not like the One Million Moms are going to Olive Garden and, and buying their food and saying, you know, yeah. please. You know, how funny would that be if it was like an eat-off? <laughs> you know, like if the One Million Moms <laughs> versus all the comic book fans, whoever eats the most... <laughs> Vote, you know, wins the, uh... And the only winner here is Olive Garden. <laughs> and then you just see, like, Lucifer, like, sitting there with his hands up in the air, like, eh. like but, like Larry David and, uh... But it's it's so petty to just, just talk about it for a quick second. If you don't like something, there's an easy solution to this. Change the channel. Right, right. Well, I mean, it sounds like they're very conservative. I mean, here's the sad thing. Uh, it's quite possible like a lot of the people from the one million moms never even seen the show well not not even just seen not even just seen the not seen the show but uh they probably have no clue that it's based off of a comic book yeah and god forbid if they knew it was a comic book they'd be like down with dc comics down (laughs) with he's like you guys create superman how can you make a book about the devil (laughs) you know so it's like so so in a way we're glad they're complaining about the show because hopefully they'll never find out about the comic book <laughs> we'll see we'll see they're bound to find out they're oh god to... but then of course DC's argument could be like well if you read our comic book you'll notice that the show is not quite exactly the same <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah. we don't have him helping people right, right. <laughs> he's a bad dude in our right. book now on to the reviews um I'm caught up now so like remember when you did the review for Supergirl last week yeah. I watched it it was good how's yeah it was Supergirl amazing show amazing show second to flash spectacular show mm-hmm. they should make a comic called the spectacular Supergirl <laughs> that would be pretty interesting <laughs> the sensational Supergirl now I'm just stealing from Spider-Man the adventures of Supergirl actually there is a adventure Supergirl comic is that the one that the, the, the digital one? Now? I think oh the digital yeah okay one. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is based on the, the show yeah. or connected to the show but yeah um, White Martians man White Martians well Let's be specific. White Martian. Only one. Uh, that was last week's episode. White Martian, right? No, this, this past Monday. Yeah, well, Ma- White Martian, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah. I, sometimes it's a blur for me and I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, no, so White Martians. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, when I heard they were doing it, I'm like, this is awesome. Because my, again, first uh, experience with White Martians, Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. I think Grant Morrison created the White Martians, yes? He might have. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but anyways, because um, that was the that was a there's a four issue story arc where you see these superheroes and they come in and they're like you know trying to make an impression and then somehow they've teamed up with a bunch of other characters other heroes and they overthrow the Justice League and then now they're kind of almost looking looking like they're taking over the world and um, you find out that these superheroes aren't what they appear they are the White Martians. And the cool thing is, these white Martians um, underestimate the coolest of all cool characters, of course. Batman. They're like, he's just a human. He has no powers. He's no threat. He's like that Superman with his powers, and all these other characters with their powers. They're a threat. And Batman manages to figure out their secret. 
and then the cool thing is he gets in contact with Superman and he tells him I think he actually frees Martian Manhunter so Martian Manhunter is able to do the telepathic link and by using the telepathic link uh, Bruce Batman is able to speak into Superman's mind and he's like that kryptonite that's sitting in front of you it's not kryptonite he's like those people that you see in front of you they're Martians and of course Martian's weakness is fire yeah. so the first thing you see is Superman's eyes start to light up and he just starts burning the Martians and I'm just like yes, this is awesome like you see the Justice League like you know come back like you think that they're down and they're out Batman comes in and you know proves once again why he's important to the Justice League why he's one of the greatest superheroes and um, so that's the cool thing that's my first exposure to White Martians and uh, so that's the cool thing they're doing now is they're, they're using these characters, which they're not used very often uh, because they're kind of one-dimensional. The great thing about the White Martians was when uh, the Justice League, the animated series, was like, hey, we're going to do White Martians for our opening story arc, too. So, oh, really? Yeah. They did, they did it more as a uh, War of the Worlds yeah, type invasion they did, they type did. thing. But the great thing about that, too, was it was almost like, because that was the beginning of, uh, excuse me, I was going to say Jeff Johns now. It was the beginning of Grant Morrison's run. And, like, people were like, yes, the JLA is back. It's awesome. You know, it's the core, you know, the main seven. And uh, and so what better way to do an animated series than to do what Grant Morrison did? And it was a perfect reason, a perfect use of, uh, you know, you know, uh, aliens invading the world. The world's greatest heroes have to come together and, uh, and save gotta, the world. I got to give Supergirl props because, like, honestly, I didn't realize, I didn't think, my God, if that white Martian was amazing and the special effect makeup yeah yeah that thing was huge literally gotta be like 10 12 feet tall yeah um, they made them taller than i was expecting but i mean the cool thing too is the white martians they they shape shift just like john jones and you know what any reason for john jones to get some more screen time yes i'll happily take it because i love the martian manhunter i love how they're using him and uh it's just great i mean it's just so much fun and then we got the did we do we get to see more uh, Maxwell Lord in this one? I think we got to see a little bit because this mm-hmm. is no, wait. no, no, we didn't. No, no, that was last week. That was episode. the previous one before yeah. that. Yeah. But the great thing about this story is I feel this episode is basically this guy that was searching for John Jones. Mm-hmm. I think this guy was just a scout. He was, yeah. He came to Earth to see what Earth was like. Realized John Jones was here. Yeah. Um, because when John Jones said when he used his powers, it, yeah, because all the Martians, white and green, are connected to a psychic link. Yeah. And when he uses powers, it drew this Martian out. Yeah. So I think this dude is just the beginning of what's going to be a full-scale yeah. invasion. And, and once again, showing you know how Superman does things, Supergirl uh, upholding what Superman represents. Um, John Jones was like, like surprisingly. Well, I wouldn't say he's about to kill this Martian. Well, he came out of nowhere with kryptonite cuffs, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Kara. I can't have you stopping me." You know, and he's ready to just kill this white Martian, and she's just pleading to him like don't do it at first I thought there were brass knuckles and he was gonna beat the white mark like I'm gonna beat the stank <laughs> off of you yeah. bam bam but, uh, but no like uh, Martian Martian Manhunter ended up listening to Supergirl and ended up ended up following what she said and so now we have a white Martian locked up you know what's interesting I think about Flash and they have their prison and so does the DE, you know, yeah. you know, like, it, it seems like all these heroes are getting their own specialized prisons even the Arrow has the one in the, on the island where yeah, you played, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
the the great thing about this episode is they do flashbacks to show you how what happened to J- John Jones's family. Yeah. Why there's a battle between the White Martians and what I gathered when I watched that uh, those scenes was literally the story is very H.G. Uh, Wells' Time Machine. If anyone's ever seen H.G. Wells' Time Machine, when he goes into the future and the Morlocks, mm-hmm. and you meet the people that are all like, you know, uh, they're all beautiful and, and uh, they're all cared for and they have this food that's brought to them. And, you know, uh, and then at a certain time when this bell goes off, the Morlocks come from underground, grab some of the people, and then go back down with them and basically eat them. Yeah. You know, so the humans are all like, you know, all sort of like kept as livestock and then you find the Morlocks, which are under, which are these hideous, deformed humans, yeah. are all like, you know, the smarter ones. In a way, I, I feel it's kind of like that. The White Martians were underground, you right. see in the story, and they came up above, right. you know, and they retaliated and took down the Green Martians. So it's kind of like the Green Martians got all like, you know, used to their life and how everything was, you know, we're good, we have no well, yeah, problems. Yeah, this, yeah, I mean, like, traditionally, I think even in the comics, like, John Jones basically was like, you know, our people, we were so peaceful. Yeah. Like, you know, like, very few of us were like battle ready yeah but the majority of us we were so peaceful like we we weren't prepared and we weren't able to defend and fight for ourselves you know and so it's sad it's sad yeah because i mean traditionally uh john jones even said when he was on mars he was sort of like a police or detective yeah yeah the great thing that i love about this is uh john jones for a lot of people who are like well you know john jones story sounds a lot like superman's story and it is but what i love about john jones story is john jones basically mars wasn't destroyed well, no, but uh, but as far as like, well, the planet was destroyed. Uh, in the in the original origin, the planet not the planet wasn't blown up, but it was like made barren. Right, right. You right. know, and that's why he existed on Earth. He was the last. And this one is just the White Martians took over, which yeah. you know, Grant Morrison retconned. I think in the comics and that too. You know, if I get a chance to write for DC, I want to do a series where basically uh, Superman and Martian, Martian Manhunter become like almost like best friends. He's like, yeah. we're the last of our kind. We're hanging out. You know? That'd be awesome. It'd be funny. Like you see them playing ping pong. It's just like <laughs> the fun. The, one, one, the thing I was gonna say before we move on to our next review is that yeah. uh, uh, he he's basically Golden Age Superman because in Golden Age Superman, Superman isn't uh, faster than a speeding bullet and strong because of Earth's atmosphere yeah. and the changes it does to him. And the Golden Age Superman, he's strong because in his origin story, his species they evolved themselves to that point. They they genetically changed themselves mm-hmm. and they became stronger and faster. And so when he came to Earth, he's just a process of genetic. Well, in Martian Manhunter, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. These people just happen to be stronger, faster, and have all these abilities, shapeshift, eye beams. Right. You know? And so when he comes to Earth, it's not because the atmosphere changed him. He's basically the Golden Age Superman origin. He's just strong because he's a different yeah. genetic thing. Right. You know? And, uh, but yeah, great episode. I mean, if you're not watching Supergirl, insanity. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> it's, I think people had, like, this misrepresentation of Supergirl. Like, they thought, oh, it's going to be, like, this teen drama type. And it's not. It really isn't. I mean, there, there is some love, you know, drama going on. And and like even in the comic books. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, for the most part, though, like, the action is solid. The action is solid. The the characters, the way, you know, it's a great dynamic. They've got great characters. If you love comic books and you're not watching Supergirl, you're missing out the comic book show. Yeah. One of the comic book shows. Yeah. I mean, there are literally people out there that talked bad about the show, and they're watching the show, and they're like... Wow, how wrong was I? Yeah. You know, so if you have your doubts about the show, stop with the doubts, download it, find a way to catch up, watch it, trust me, it's great. What are we going on to, Flash? Moving on to Flash. Dude. Such a good episode. That episode, especially the reveal in that episode. I was... (laughs) Which reveal? Um, There's only one reveal, right? Was there two reveals? 
Third reveal, am I missing? I'm talking about the the Zolomon reveal. Oh, that reveal, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this whole episode, part of it is about um, trying to see if, like, oh, if we can get a genetic, uh, if we can find uh, Jay Garrick's Earth One, um, you know, doppelganger, yeah. and we can use his gen- his his genes to save Jay. Right. And they can't find this dude at all. Like he, do- it's like he doesn't exist. And me as a comic book fan, I'm like, yeah, because Jay Garrick doesn't exist on Earth One. Right. That's how it works. I'm like, so I'm just like, oh, I'm so freaking smart. <laughs> and then basically, uh, it's them using, because uh, this episode also is the return of the reverse flash. Yes. As we find out in one of the most brilliant storytelling spins ever, that this is the origin story of reverse flash and not how he came to be. Because he explains to Cisco and the group how, you know, he does a little, you know, oh, no, explains to Barry. When he tells him, like, I was obsessed with you. And I was like, perfect, that's just like the comic book. Yeah. And he goes through that whole thing. But when they have to send him back to save Cisco's life, he, you know, uh, Wells says, Henry, as they call him, uh, Harry, uh, Wells tells, you know, Barry, like, this is his origin story. Because this is the moment yeah. why Reverse Flash decided to go, you know, why when he went back in the future, he decided to find out, you know, that the Flash was Barry Allen and then go back in time and kill his mom because of this event. Right, right. They had to let this event happen. Right. Or it would change everything. The cool thing was uh, Wells created these goggles or these glasses. The Vibe and, glasses. Right, right. And, like, Vibe is known for, like, wearing shades or whatever. And so, uh, but he was able to use it and he was able to tap into, like, now they figured out a way for him to buy. So he can kind of see into the stuff. So at first, you see Cisco's character, like, he's, like, having these tremors. Or Hemorrhage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, like, oh, maybe it's because of the shades. But then later on, they explain, oh, no, it's because you, you guys captured... Um... And he has to go. Because if he doesn't go back to his future, right. then he won't go back in time, kill Barry's parents. Then right. the whole event of stuff will not happen. Right, right. And it really affected Cisco. Like, Cisco almost faded away, almost died. And so that was the big reason behind it. Yeah. It was, um, it was so good because a lot of people were just like, oh, you know, how is he able to come back? And it's perfect, because like, it was this event that set up the events that happened in the previous season. Right. You know, so it had to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And the one of the biggest, I like, I don't know if it's the biggest twist, but a twist that made me go, oh my God. Was, Isn't this also the episode where um, Patty has discovered that Barry's a Flash? No, I think that was the previous episode. This previous episode. Yeah, okay, previous okay. episode. Um, but, so basically, they can't find out that Jay... Garrick, you know, they're like, he must be dead on this world or it doesn't right. exist. And he's not. And they tell Jay, and then Jay takes Caitlin to the park yeah. and explains to her. And they sit down and they point out this guy that's Jay. And it's like, she, wow, you found him. He's like, yeah, but he's not Jay Garrick. Yeah, his parents in this universe died. Yeah. He went around in a foster home, from foster home to foster home. He then was adopted by this family called the Zolomans. Yeah. And, and his name is Hunter Zolomon. Which means that he, in the future, Jay Garrick of that Earth, could turn into... Now, here's the thing. In the comics, we all know Hunter Zolomon is Zoom. Right. We're now dealing with Zoom. So there's a lot of wild, great theories going around. One of them is that... Because a lot of people are like, there's no way they just told us that dude is Zoom. It can't be that apparent. It could be that apparent. Is it... Oh, and I know this will probably piss you off, because already we have a villain. We already have Zoom. So, like, um... Imagine there's another Zoom, and it's the, you know it's another speedster villain for season three. God, I hope not. Yeah, but uh, here's the theories that are going around real quick. Um, one of the theories is that when they revealed this guy who's sitting across, because this guy's sitting across, at no point does he turn 
and you know because usually when you're sitting down at a park reading or whatnot or just minding to yourself you tend to sometimes look around sure you know it's human instinct you just don't stay still this guy was just staying still looking at his book the whole time at no point does he look around at his surroundings doesn't care he does not look at he's at peace he's enjoying himself he does he's not enjoying look. the park so the theory is that yes that is Zoom we meet Zoom the whole like just because the audience knows doesn't mean it can't be a shock to the the people on the show that's true I still here's the thing Um, Chris Chris Risotto who will be joining us next week we mentioned it in our main show you want to know more about it listen to the main show anyways um, he had this theory or his friend had this theory we talked about it and I just feel like you know the the writers and the people of the show um, they like to simplify things you know it's you know, like Wells. When you know, in the first season, when you see Wells is uh, the Reverse Flash. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, yeah. not a big twist. You know, uh, this time around, um, I don't think they want to do something so simple. So, like, it's very easy to say, oh, it's Jay because Jay's never around or whatever. And technically, it is Jay, but it could be Earth One Jay. But um, which wouldn't make any sense because Zoom is from Earth Two. Oh, no, no, they never said Zoom is from Earth Two. Uh, what's the name? Well, says he's respons- he feels responsible for Zoom, but we all have no idea what right. Zoom's actual origin is. I still think it's the dad. I still think it's Henry Allen, but from Earth 2. Now, here's here's the thing, though. Uh, we also don't know. One of the things that we don't know yeah. is we don't know what experiments uh, Wells, the reverse flash Wells, was doing before the accelerator went, went off. Right. So there is still a wild possibility that it could be the Earth 1J Garrick. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's the thing. Another theory going around is, and this is oh, this is now connects to this one because this is an old theory, is that it's Jay Garrick from Earth 2. Right. And the reason people are saying that is because he's never in the same room or in the same situation when Zoom is there. But guess who's never in the same room when and Zoom isn't there either? Who? Henry Allen. Yes, but here's the thing. He then also... Because a lot of people are saying, well, his story about how he lost his feet could be a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, two, he hasn't shown any signs of being... He says he's sick, but yeah, he hasn't shown any signs of it. Of, of dying, of, of cell de- degradation. Three, his story that he told Caitlin about the Earth 1J, that could be his story. He literally could be telling... Oh, and the other thing also is they refer to this Earth as Earth 2 when it very much could may not even be Earth 2. That's true. He... That's the other theory. He also... That's that's actually a good theory if it's not Earth 2. They might have gotten... Like, we, we made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, also, is, is there an evil version of Jay Garrick? Also, Jay... Uh, the... He's a reverse Flash. He's called the... Something. I forgot what he's called. Yeah. Um, but the other one... The other thing also is... The story that he told them about how I got my powers taken from Zoom... Yeah. That could be a lie. And right. two... Uh, he says he's dying from cell degradation. Well, Zoom keeps taking pa- speed because he, he wants to be faster. And right. He wants to be the fastest. Right. What if it's a lie and the only reason he's taking speed because he needs to live and that's why he's the J of Earth 2. You know? Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, now that you put it that way, you know, sorry, Chris, I guess your your friend is right. You know, maybe it seems solid. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, it, we have how many episodes left? Probably, like, what, ten episodes to go? It's funny, because it would be interesting to see if they, in that situation, when they, if Jay, if Zoom is Jay Garrick, when he gets destroyed, if maybe some of his, because of his speed will be let loose yeah. from his body, if maybe some of his speed goes to the Jay Garrick of Earth-1 for some reason, like, kind of like the Quickening Highlander or something, 
and it just goes to him, and like it chooses him, yeah. and he becomes a speedster. Yeah. <laughs> but then you sort of reverse the whole thing where like Jay Garrick has this sort of like he's the mentor. He has the edge. Yeah. So I'm kind of like not feeling if they make Jay the Zoom. Because I'm like, you lose that whole mentor. Jay's supposed to be the more experienced speedster. Right, right. The more mentor, the more wiser, I smarter. agree. I mean, I feel like they might ruin Jay Garrick's character. Even though yeah. technically he may not be Earth... I mean, again, like it's not confirmed that it's Earth 2. That's just what they call it. They yeah. call it Earth 2. No one has officially deemed what Earth that is. So let's jump into Arrow. Arrow. Um, that was a good episode. The whole uh, repercussions of the Felicity... Felicity She's finally coming home. Yeah, yeah. Her dealing with her demon, her personal demon, dealing yeah. with medication. Goth uh, Felicity. Yeah. Um, hackers, oh. hackers Felicity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one, I, I love the uh, I love the part on the show where they give her a code name. Oh, yeah. It's a Overwatch. Oh, here's the thing about that. A while back, fans had already said, like, oh, she's going to be Oracle. Yeah. And they basically on Arrow, Team Arrow said, no, that's not happening. We've already got other plans for her. And they actually make a little nod to that. Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating because the, the runner said, no, no, that's not happening. We already have other plans. Those other plans were the same thing, just to make her Oracle, but call her Overwatch. Right, right. And, like, they actually said, they actually said, you know, Overwatch. He's like, we were thinking Oracle, but... But it's been taken. It's already been taken. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. you're just making her Oracle. It's just a different name. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. And then I think, um... This, uh, I might not have been paying attention in previous episodes, but um, Diggle, I felt like they never had a, a name for Diggle, and then they no. called, and then they called him Spartan. I think they they, they did mention that once. They did before. Uh, yeah. oh, okay, I might have just yeah. missed it. He's called Spartan, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of upsets me because I'm like, that's the name of what's the name from Wildcats, so now you can't call him that yeah. if they were ever show up in the DC live action shows. Well, I mean, I don't think any of the Wildstorm characters have even appeared in the television shows. No, they appeared in the comics books, though. Yeah. A lot, like Team God, 7. How cool would it be if they made a, a Wildcats oh, TV show? I'd be like... What, what network would it be on? I don't know. FX. I don't, no. <laughs> you know. But, yeah. uh, but no, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think they just recently mentioned also that um, Diggle will have a... A new uh, helmet. Oh, thank God. Because I think people have been complaining about the, the Magneto helmet. Yeah. It's just not well designed. It's like, why mm. does he need the helmet of regular civilian right. clothes? And I keep forgetting, too, his uh, his brother, Andy. Um, I keep forgetting, like, you know, that's Andy Diggle. Yeah, yeah. Which is the writer. The, writer the year one Green Arrow. Exactly, he's written Green Arrow. So it's cool that, you know, you have Andy Diggle, John Diggle. The great thing about this uh, this episode was, one, we got to see flashbacks for John and Andy when they are in the military. Yeah. One, we got to see a sort of, like, what happened to Andy and John. Oh, how about the biggest surprise on the episode? Oh, when this group... Spoiler uh, alert. Amanda Waller. Gone. Shot. Shot in the head. Bam. Like, nothing. And I feel like that was out of nowhere. I think that only happened because I think the higher-ups at DC, at uh, WB... Like, oh, there's an Amanda Waller on the show? Killer. We have her in movies now. She can't be on the show. Probably. Because literally... Well, not, not even just that, but I'm sure people will have made complaints like, she's not a good Amanda Waller or whatever. Because, I mean, she's skinny. Oh, no, she wasn't. She pe- wasn't pe- people want, like, a, a thick... A, she was, a big, she, uh, I will agree she wasn't a good Amanda Waller. I thought she was good. My problem is... My problem with the whole her, her getting killed was her whole facility got destroyed, Argus, and she got killed. I'm like, Amanda Waller's Argus... Amanda Waller... Uh, Argus is a New 52 creation, but Amanda Waller's uh, group before that in New 52, they are the most badass government group ever. Yeah. No little... and the, the group, They're the ghosts of ghosts. Yeah, and the go, and the group that takes them down is a group they took down. So I'm like, in 80s action movie fashion, that group of villains, you know, seeks revenge, and they create this whole orchestra, this whole thing, so they can infiltrate Argus, 
and take it down and kill Amanda Waller and I'm like and get something that she has and I was like no way would this have happened ever with the other Waller with yeah, the, with well they the, broke in too easily yeah I mean seriously they, they kill a guy you, you would think if they kill a guy and his eye is missing and Argus knew this they'd be like okay why did they take his eye yeah oh I know to break into our facility it's just like this was not I don't feel that you know, I feel like they're like, we have to hurry up and get rid of this character, so we need to come away. We don't have much time. Right. Let's do this. And I feel it hurt the episode, because you're literally, like... I don't think it hurt the episode, because I think I think it was a legitimate surprise. Like, you know, they'll, you know when they do previews and they hint at, like, someone's going to die, someone's yeah. going to die. You know, watch this episode, because someone's going to die. Like, there was no there was no hint. There was no... Uh, sur- I was it, shocked it, when it, she got shot. I was like, so did that just happen? I was like, maybe she's knocked out. <laughs> the bullet like, just grazed her. Yeah. And I was like, no, she's dead. And the thing is, I only am going to be happy about this because I hate this really like, they were, they were planning to do more of the Suicide Squad and then yeah. the movie people were like, nope, can't use them anymore. Yeah, because even Harley Quinn made a cameo in... They were planning to use her again but the movie people were like, no Harley Quinn. Yep. And then they were like, no, now you can't even use the Suicide Squad anymore. Now I can't use Amanda Waller. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you're handicapping this show. Yeah, it's like, don't do that. That's not cool. Yeah. And the only way they can make this better is if in Argus's place is Checkmate run by one Alan Scott. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's the only way yeah. this can make it up to me. Yeah. All right. Who, who do you think would make a good Alan Scott? Oh, my God. He's got to be somebody older. Not like Jake Garrick where it's like, he's only two, three, he's only five, ten years older. I this wanna, guy has to be at least in his 40s. Oh, I was thinking a little bit older than that, but I was thinking John Schneider. John, oh, John Schneider would be good. Yeah. John Schneider, John Hamm. Uh, John Hamm wouldn't do the show, though. He's trying to do... John Hamm? He's trying to do a big career. John Hamm is that sophisticated. Remember Alan Scott? Yeah, he doesn't have blonde hair. It doesn't matter. Barry doesn't have blonde hair. He's got brown hair, so it's close But uh, John Schneider would be really good. Yeah. I would love it, because then you could hint that that he was a Green Lantern. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then maybe, you know... Well, I mean, he's got, the, he's got the charisma. He's got the... You know, he just... The There's, old... The old Look, there's still the fan rumors that you know that John Diggle's that actually uh, John Stewart. Stewart Diggle. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I do love how an Arrow the, when there was a flashback, you saw how Jordan. You didn't actually see how Jordan, but you did see how you Jordan. saw the jacket. Yeah, you <laughs> saw like somebody wearing a jacket and the the initials, the names uh, on the jacket. There's so many hints that there's I. And it really angers me because I'm like, are you allowed? Are you going to introduce them, or is this just you're just you know, doing the, you you're just doing movie? this until the movie comes out? If I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now: if CBS has the budget for Supergirl, and they use that kind of budget for Green Lantern, and they did a Green Lantern TV show, I would explode. That would be awesome. I I would just dissipate. I would just disappear. I'd be like, Psh, I'm happy. But let's go on to our last review. Which is... Uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow. It was good. Oh, man. First off, the action in this show is so damn good. And another... We'll get to, we'll get to it in a second. But another twist that made me be like, never saw that one happening. Oh, right. Yeah, well, first, let's start with the beginning. Um, they're in Norway. And they find... Uh, Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage. And so the team is basically got this overconfidence. Like, oh, we'll take... First off, best person in that episode... Victor Garber. Yes. Uh, as Man, did he shine. Professor Stein. Oh, so good. So good. Like, I love how he uses his knowledge. He uses his... And he just... He, he pretends to be, like, this badass. And he's like, you don't want to doubt me. Yeah. You know? It's like... They get into this arms deal, which it thinks Vandal Savage is going to be at to buy a nuclear warhead. And then we find out, no, no. 
Vandal Savage is selling the nuclear warhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and of course, you see, like, all this... Oh, and the great thing is you see Damien Dark. Mm-hmm. You know? And, that he, was, looks, he, looks, and he looks the same. Yeah, so he I'm looks like, the same. So he doesn't age. Yeah. Which like, you kind of figure, like, that makes sense, because he was around the same time as Raj Al Ghul when they were both becoming... When, when Raj right. tells the story. Right. Which I couldn't, I couldn't believe I forgot that. When Raj tells the story of the guy that came up oh, with Oh, that's right, because he's probably also using the uh, Lazarus yeah. Pit to That means up. he has one. Yeah. Which could mean maybe Felicity gets healed because he has to have his own Lazarus pit. That's a possibility. Because they talk about how, you know, Raj said, like, this man rose up with me and we were both in, right, you know, right. for the competition for the, for the, the title of Right Shot Ghoul. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, seeing Damien Dark, I was just like, this is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, the they're just, God bless the CW, man. God bless the It's such. They're, they're just, they're putting out a great show. And, like, yeah, you know, I love the whole dynamic, man. Like, this is a team show. You know, they're going on adventures, you know. Like, already I feel like this show is better than Arrow and Flash. Oh. Combined. It's the most comic book of comic book shows. It is. Yeah. I mean, you want to see big characters like Flash and Arrow be a part of a team like that. But, at the same time, this gives the opportunity for these, like, lower tier characters to shine. And you got to see some great hilarity, like, yeah. when uh, they had to go meet young uh, Stein at yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Because... I will say this, though. You know who probably would have been really great on the show also? Who? Uh, Robbie ML. Oh yeah. It's it's really sad. I mean, and no offense to the actor that's playing Jax, um, he's doing a great job. Great job. I mean, like, I, I, imagine you audition for uh, to play the character Jax. You appear in an episode of Flash, and then after that, you're like, hey, guess what, man? We're going to be using your character for another spinoff. And it's like, man, I I only auditioned for this one role to appear on the show. And now I get to be part of another show in the yeah. regular ongoing, you know? So it's like, that's, it, it's got to be a, a wonderful feeling. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Stein, they, he meets his younger self. And part of the reason he meets his younger self is because they screw up in the fight and a uh, piece of uh, Ray Palmer's, yeah. Uh, I also did enjoy uh, Ray Palmer getting to work with oh, uh, uh, Captain Cold and, and Heatwave. And Heatwave. Breaking into a house that they didn't realize was Vandal Savage's home. Oh, it, 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 it goes to show you how professional Heatwave and and Captain Cold were, like as far as like breaking into a house, and like they made Ray Palmer look like a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. They're like, "You just triggered the alarm, man!" You yeah. know, because like Ray's like, "Oh, I know this technology. My parents used to have this. I can turn this off." And he's like, "That's the dumb box." box. <laughs> you know? And it's like, you know, and it's so great, you know, and then, like there's that touching moment kind of where. Uh, Ray recognizes the intelligence in uh, Captain Cold and he's like man you could have been an electrical engineer yeah you know and he's just like yep no thanks boring you know and it's just like he's I like, love Leonard Stark's voice the way he does it he's like he, no thanks uh, yeah well, probably his best role ever oh yeah that yeah. actor I love that actor yeah yeah and not to mention the chemistry between him and Dominic Purcell especially from when they were on uh, Prison Break you know he's really he's a really good writer too that actor Oh really? He wrote the screenplay that was directed by the Korean director that had uh, Nicole Kidman and her daughter, and the uh, their the husband dies and his his brother comes to stay with them, and it's very it's very like uh, thrillery uh, type movie, Don't where uh, it's a really good movie. I forgot what the title is, but uh, yeah. he wrote that script under a pen name. Really? Yeah, and uh, that movie got a lot of good reviews. Yeah, so yeah. like. Well, I mean, he uh, I'm sure he's gonna have a long lasting career. Right, yeah, writer, good actor. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. And plus, point for the break is coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, the the dynamic. Everyone's dynamic. Oh, 
another thing that I liked about the episode was uh, White Canary flirting with the younger version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, in her reaction to Professor Stein, he's like, stop flirting with my younger self. <laughs> And she's like, you think I'm cute. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, that's great. You know, he's like, you like me. <laughs> or, but know, uh, um, the big shocker the in big this. The big shocker, yes. Is, I didn't see this coming. And when I think about it, I'm like, wow, the I team, was, the I'll team be, was very reckless in I'll, this. I'll, well, I'll be honest. I wasn't surprised. And it kind of makes sense because I heard people complaining that they were like, you know, oh, the weakest person on the show was Hawkman. Oh, yeah. That yeah. actor is not up to snuff for that role. And the funny thing is, I when Gene, uh, Eugene hit me up and he goes, he said, man, is this dude not really good? And I'm like, no, man, I keep comparing him to what's the name from Smallville? Yeah. <laughs> Who's also in the Stargate TV show. Who, uh, oh, Whitney? Yeah, who uh, who played... Uh, well, see, I don't think he's bad, but I just think, like, the way they're setting up his character, um, you know, it's just, there's, there's not a whole lot that they're doing for Hawkman. And basically... They need to pull in Jeff Johns and they need to say, hey, Jeff... We need you to write some like really good lines my, for this guy. My problem is they should have stuck with the animated series origin where they're you know they get lost on Earth. Or... Well, the other problem too is Hawkman is generally aggressive, and he's very calm and relaxed. And, well, sometimes and then sometimes he's too aggressive. He's like it's almost, he almost feels to me like like he's trying to do he's trying to be like Heat Wave, but he's not like you know. I, no, I think he's just trying to play it cool, and like Hawkman's not the play it cool guy. He's the Conan. He's basically Heat Wave. He waited with his, like, when the bar fight in the first episode. Yeah. I love the 70s. That would have been Hawkman. Uh, Hawkman, is Co- Hawkman is basically Conan. He is I, I think Hawkman doesn't voice, like, I don't think he has fun beating people up. I think he's just straight serious and straight, like, aggressive. You know? Like, like remember when we talked about um, uh, JLA and Jeff Johns was writing it? And uh, Vibe, Vibe is sitting there That's looking. That's not my blood. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting there. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just think that the... They needed to. They needed to make Hawkman a little bit more aggressive. Like every time you see him with Chiara, like yeah, he softens up with Chiara. But I think we get it. We get it. You know, like you guys knew each other for a long time. You got. You're in love with her. So for those who can put it together by now, he does. Yes. He basically. basically Prince Kofu bit the dust. Basically, they're on the out on the lawn. Everyone's fighting the guards and everything, yeah. and Vandal Savage. And then they're like, "Go in, Hawks, kill them!" And they're gonna go in and take him down. I'm like, really? She's not fully developed as a fighter yet. Yeah. And why isn't nobody backing them up? Well, Firestorm came in and like literally like knocked out. Yeah, so they're like, We're good, we can take him down. It's like this is yeah, we'll, savage. It's like we'll take it from here. You're like, you know, good good job, kid, or whatever. And and, and then, they feel like, oh, it's our destiny, but at the same time it was like they were wrong about their <laughs> And then the worst thing is he stabs Vandal Savage with a knife. Yeah. And of course I was like, Don't you guys it had to be her. Like yeah, I'm yeah. sure you guys knew that from like the episode where you fought him yeah, yeah. and killed him. I think they used that staff to do it. Yeah. But, like, uh, he stabs Vandal Savage with a knife. Then Vandal Savage is like, ha ha. He pulls out the knife, turns it around, and then just stabs Hawkman. And he's like, it has to be her who does it. I almost thought Hawkman was going to die, too. But then uh, she managed to survive. Here's the thing, though. The whole time she's sitting there watching Hawkman (laughs) get killed. I'm like, any point now, you can step in and kick, like, Vandal Savage in the head or something. Right, 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 right. Especially when he's turning the knife around on your dude. Yeah. Just go up there and kick him in the head. I know. She's just sitting there, standing the whole time. I'm like, yo, she gonna... Yeah, yeah. She gonna say anything? Do anything? Yeah. But she does nothing. Yeah, and then, like, uh... But, I mean, like, her reaction to it, like, of him dying... But, you see, that's the, that's the cool thing, though. They're time-traveling. So, at, at any given point, they can run into another... Oh, they're probably gonna pick him up again in, like, the... And the... 
in, in, in the future. They could literally go to the 20th, 20th century and pick him up again. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be funny. It's like they go into the future and then Shiara gets killed and he's alive. And it's like, oh, I guess I'm going to hang here's out Here's what guys. I think they're going to do is I think they're spinning it. Yeah. Because uh, remember in the animated series? Mm-hmm. Uh... She, the great the, the great animated series where like she did not remember that she was reincarnated yeah so she was she had come from the hawk planet because she was that spy right right and uh, when they meet Hawkman he's like oh you don't remember she's like get away from me yeah <laughs> and uh, he remembers everything yeah and uh, uh, but uh, she's like oh I don't remember that so I wonder if they're maybe gonna flip it and like in this case now she's the one who remembers everything so when they go find him in the future yeah. you know she's not gonna remember. You know, anything, yeah. You know, he, like, he will not have come to. They might go to, like, you know, the year 20, right. you know, 35 or something. Or, That's 20, true. They or could... 2050, you right. know? Yeah. Um, but, no, it was... I was I was kind of sad that he died because I was like, oh, no. I thought he was going to be in the whole season. But then I was kind of like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. He was the weakest link in the whole show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing is you got to make room for it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Hawkman will return. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because, I mean, it gives everybody else more screen time. Um, I'm so excited for the Jonah Hex episode. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's like the fifth episode, maybe, or fourth episode. I'm not sure. Yeah, because they just filmed it, and I think they're done filming it. And uh, Might be the fourth or fifth. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait, man. I have this feeling, too, and I would love to see it. Because um, essentially in the comics, at one point, Jonah Hex goes from the past and ends up in the future or ends up in present time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this show would be a great segue to pull Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah. And and to see Jonah Hex part of a team, like, a, you know, this bounty hunter, you know? I, I, could, I, could, see, I could see him joining because, like, there's nothing to say they can't pick up some guys and then just return them back after they're done. Right, right. But either way, uh, that was a really good episode. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, between Flash and between Arrow, DC Legends, like... The sad thing was I missed it, and thankfully I was able to find find the episode and download it and watch it. Um, but after like sitting down and watching it, I was just like, I don't want it to end. I want to keep watching more. Oh yeah, look, it's a great. Uh... So like right now, it's DC Legends on top, Flash, Arrow. Oh my friend, you are mistaken. As we wrap up this episode, and uh, thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, I'm gonna say one more thing before we wrap up uh, to counter that what Randall just said. Uh, but I want to say our thanks first for listening. Uh, for everyone listening to these micro-episodes and for the support that we've had, uh, please listen to the other micro-episodes. And if you haven't listened to the hour, go back and listen to it. But uh, I disagree with Randolph. For me, it is Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and then Arrow. Well, I'm at CW. That's why I didn't include Supergirl. Oh, okay. So for you, it's Flash, 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 Flash Legends, Legends, and yeah. then Arrow. But that's because you're a big Flash fan also. And then, oh, yeah, of course. Unless uh, the new gods are actually going to be showing up on uh, Arrow, then Arrow goes back up above <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. But uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in and listening. I already said that. But, you know, this is Marco Lopez <laughs> and Randall Armstrong. Yeah, thank you, you again. You all have yourself a good day.